0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Entrepreneur Club podcast. A healthy entrepreneur is someone who achieves business success whilst prioritizing their physical and mental well-being. In other words, they understand the healthy hustle. They possess the ability to effectively manage their business operations, make strategic decisions and nurture their personal health and brand for sustainable growth and long-term success. People ask me all the time for the secret strategies that I learned from my time in big corporate companies with you know, massive teams uh, and big multi-million pound budgets, or from the time I've spent speaking to hundreds of entrepreneurs on different retreats or you know, in our day-to-day lives in, uh, with our Health Entrepreneur Club. There's so many things that we've learned, and people really just want those secret strategies. They want those cheats, those, those pills, anything that you can do that makes them successful straight away. They want to know what they think is out there that they're being kept from. But really, there are so many strategies that will work for you. It's probably not your strategy that's wrong, but it's not the hard part in doing the strategy. The hard part is the implementation and the execution of this. This is why I want to talk today about the idea or the the reasoning, in my opinion, that strategy is only 25 percent. There is so much more that you have to get right in order to have a, a successful or a big business. And a good analogy that I always think about for this is, is trading. So trading stocks and shares. You, know, you can picture that, that trader sat at their desk with six big screens around them. They're all, they're all very dark. And you just see those big trending lines going up and down where they're, they're tracking those, those share prices. And if someone gave you tips on how you could make a million dollars trading, you know, they told you that something was going to, to drop or you could short this stock or you should go really hard on this one you still probably wouldn't be able to make a million dollars. And that's because they've given you the strategy but they haven't told you how to implement or how to take action, how to execute. And that's where I think most of the power comes from. And you'll hear many entrepreneurs saying, you know, um, implementation is the hardest thing, taking action. You know, someone goes on a course and they, they learn how to do something, they're told by an entrepreneur who makes you know, six figures a month how to do something and they'll come back a year's time and they haven't taken any action. So I'm not going to talk to you about how to take action. I'm going to talk to you about the differences and why this strategy is not something you should get held up on or caught up with. So if you think about a big corporate, the places that I've worked, for example, and had you know, incredible exposure at. Say you've got a team of you know, 10, five to 10,000 people within this company. Within a department, you might have, I don't know, 50 to 100 And obviously, well, I was in in a department where we are making 25 to 50% of the revenue for this company. So an incredibly fine-tuned department, which is where this exposure has come from, which I'm so lucky to to have had at such a young age. So say you've got a team of 60 working towards this goal. In a big corporate, implementation is less of an issue because you are all there to implement and take action. So, you know, if you've got a team of 60, they're not all the same person. They are doing very different jobs, very bespoke jobs, and they're all there for an absolute reason. You wouldn't have someone in a big company, especially a large company that was on the, the trajectory that we were on. You wouldn't have someone there unless they absolutely needed to be there because it all costs money. You know, if you hire someone, you know, you know this is an entrepreneur, but if you hire someone, it's not just the cost of, of their salary. It's everything else that they have around them. Um, including like healthcare and you know perks and pension and that kind of thing, depending on which country you're in. But more than that, you then got to look, you've got to work out the lost opportunity. So if you've got someone there who's only working at fifty percent of the capacity that we think they could work at, you're losing fifty percent of the revenue they could be generating for you. That's why one of the things we talk about quite a lot is um, you know revenue per employee. So you really want the ideal one would be to have an employee bringing in hundred thousand a year. That would be ideal. That's a really solid business. You know, you don't really scale up until you need people to implement that kind of revenue. But everyone there in that team is there to implement and to take action. And obviously then you can think of the hierarchy, right? So you've then got highly skilled people and fine-tuned people towards what they're doing. So in a, for example, in in our department in that company, there was there was different people that were running different elements. Some were running the finance, some were running the the data, someone running the the technology. Obviously there's someone who runs the entire department, the CEO effectively of the the department. There's only two in that department running the product and the whole department ran on a product. Um, It was the largest product of its type in the world, i.e. effectively, it was effectively uh, affiliate marketing. largest product of its type in the world, most successful product of its type in the world. And the point is that our job was to run that product, run the teams around that product, drive the development forward, drive the plans for if we would buy a new company, implement it into that company, white label it to different companies. And the idea being that, you know, a team of two, we are highly skilled in what we did, highly knowledgeable in what we did. And we know that our job is to create this value and this success in these different areas. And then we had other teams that were able to manage the day-to-day and the background of, of this product. You had teams that were looking at the trading, teams that were looking at the actual technology and how you can develop it, teams that are looking at marketing, marketing SEO. You know genuine business strategy politics so many things around the world and so for that type of business implementation and strategy were not hard we had the strategies and we're constantly developing them we had people like myself who were able to develop these strategies and operational efficiencies you then also got the team that are there in their bespoke places knowing exactly how to implement and where to execute to make the most money so that's one side of why a big corporate strategy is very different to how an entrepreneur might be looking at it. And execution is ever so slightly harder because you've got to use the right framework. You've got to utilise that framework. You've got to hire the right talent and manage them accordingly. This is where I'm talking about having this team of people where they they know how to implement, but to execute can be harder because obviously, like I said, you can bring in the wrong people. You can use the wrong management, people management framework. You can obviously create burnout, create animosity. It's slightly slightly harder to do that, but it's still very possible in a company where you've also got HR departments able to help you, people in development, all sorts of different areas that are able to help you. An entrepreneur most often does not have all these things. You might have HR, you might have outsourced HR, but they are probably there to do more of the admin side. They're probably less likely to be looking at people strategy and how to get the most out of people. So you as an entrepreneur probably can't be fine-tuned in only one thing. You must be able to do so many things. One of the things I say to most of our entrepreneurs, and you know, a lot of them don't like it, is that in this day and age, to be an entrepreneur is to also run a media company. So most of the marketing done for my company and you know, most of the companies, certainly in, uh, in Dubai and in the UK where we're, where we're most prevalent, you've got to have such a media engine, and machine behind you to be able to get into that marketplace and, and be disruptive and show people that you're here and why you have the value and why you have credibility. And so the point is that, you know, you, you can't just be good at one thing. You have to be able to do multiple things. And that's already showing you a difference between a corporate and an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter how big your company is as an entrepreneur. If we're, looking up to, if we're looking up to 50 people, maybe 100 people as an entrepreneur, you're still going to have to be doing so many things. You're not going to be able to fine tune one. And execution is incredibly hard for some entrepreneurs. You know, They can't see how they're supposed to make that change or take feedback or develop their product or service. You know, I was speaking to a, a client yesterday and, and she was talking about how she's not sure how to take her business forward. And she's, she's actually in the, the business now and she was showing me different things she was doing. And I was like, this is incredible. What you're doing is really, really good. You, know, you should have a lot of pride in what you're doing. But she doesn't know how to take the feedback or ask for feedback or you know, make these iterative changes to the product or service to take it to the next level. And that's where, you know, we can help because strategies there are beneficial. That's the 25% that it does work on, but it's implementing them. You've got to show them how to implement, how to take things forward. That's where the real power comes from. And that's why I say strategy is only 25% of the struggle. A lot of it there is, like I said, is implementation, execution, and also the mindset to be able to do that. And when something goes wrong, get yourself back up again, and conversely, if you're implementing a strategy, not to work too hard so that you burn out and then have to take a few days off and lose all that momentum. You want to think about it constantly as momentum. You're always pushing a boulder up a hill. So as soon as you stop or as soon as you take a break from pushing towards, the, towards your summit, you're going, to have, you're going to start coming back down again. And that's not talking about you know, um, t- pushing constantly and, and pushing towards burnout. What I mean is that consistency. So you want to take a break now and again and you want to really balance everything, but you don't want to start letting yourself slide backwards because it becomes so hard to get that momentum going again. So we really want to be looking after ourselves, understanding our mindset, implementing the right strategy at the right time, but understanding that the strategy is only one part of it. Like I say, you are probably already on the right strategy or you can have some very small changes and implement some extra pieces and you'll see massive uh, growth. So I can give you strategies that in theory can get you from A to B, like the trading one I gave you at the beginning, that sort of, that analogy. But if you don't have the ability to implement and take action as well as managing everything else, your business is going to, well, your business could potentially fail, right? It's not gonna grow how you would like it to. And so it's really important to understand where your A and B is. Your A, you know, what is your A right now? What are you thinking of right now if I say that question? What is your A, where are you right now? How is your business doing? How do you feel? And then b where do you want to get to what is your success criteria where would you like to be in three to five years time it's important to look at three to five years time a lot will change in that time you know we also talk about a moonshot so look at a 10-year goal but a 10-year goal will change massively and always set it a bit higher than you think you know we always underestimate what we can do in the long term and overestimate what we can do in the short term so how can we how can we help you change this mentality Whether your, where your strategy, uh, you know, and strategy is, is there and your implementation and your execution is the hardest part? How can we help you take action? Well, let me give you a few case studies from the same person, the same man. I wonder if you can guess, actually, before I say, South African guy, multiple companies, one of the richest guys in the world, of course, it's Elon Musk, absolutely. So, Elon Musk started with a few companies, but the, the one he's most well known for at starting off is PayPal. And he actually, with his brother, was able to develop a lot of the software there. You know, He's got a lot of coding background. But then if you look at those more recent companies, so he sold PayPal, took that $100 million and invested it into a few companies that he started. And try and think about this. Does Elon Musk have the ability to run these companies and to develop these elements so we're talking about tesla solar city which is his uh, solar panel um, company so they do they work with tesla so they've got solars, uh, solar panels for your roofs they've also got a solar city where it's literally a big tower in the middle of the desert and i think it's in nevada lots of solar panels which direct light towards this central tower and it's a much more efficient way of harnessing um solar rays he's got the boring company so they literally bore tunnels underneath cities so they're doing a lot in uh, Las Vegas right now, but also in um, they've done a tunnel in L.A. And the idea is to take Tesla's underground so you you can avoid the traffic, avoids avoids the traffic, makes everything quieter, supposed to help with pollution as well. But obviously these are electric cars, so I think we can negate that fact. SpaceX, so SpaceX's idea is to become the the best, the best, most reliable and cheapest private space company in the world. So they take satellites up there. You've got your um, your SpaceX um, Wi-Fi that you can get. And also they want to eventually be the, the, the leading space company in private space flights to take you to Mars and the Moon. That's the long-term goal. And then in the news recently, there's been Neuralink. So Neuralink is the one where they can put a chip in your brain and it can do all sorts of things. Um, and that's sort of the, the future of sort of wearable technology but it's inside you, it does that kind of thing. And the point I'm making here is that Elon Musk can't do those things. You know, he's not a scientist. He's not a, a rocket uh, engineer. He's not a, an expert in tunnel digging. He's not a solo expert, and he's not a car manufacturer expert. He does have engineering background, background, but he can't take action on these things. You know, He has the strategies that he wants to take on all of these companies. He knows uh, which areas to invest, and in. he knows which direction he wants to go into. But all of these companies have CEOs or COOs if he's the technical CEO, but someone else is running that company day to day because what he's done is he's taken action. He said this is the goal and he's brought people in to be able to then drive those goals forward, take action, implement, and really execute on his vision. So moving forward, in his opinion, is more important than just finding the strategy. In fact, if you look back at Tesla, they launched the first car they had and it was a quarter of a million dollars. Not many people bought it and it wasn't very good. In fact, it got completely shredded by Top Gear. They said it was a terrible car and they thought that'd be the end of the company. What I actually did was put them on the map and allow them to grow from there. They implemented, took the feedback, because they didn't have any feedback on electric cars. They were one of the first ones. Then they iterated from there. So think about that. You can make changes and implement things today that will make a difference and then help you define your strategy going forward. If deploying your capital is a worry to implementation, draw up a plan of how you would spend money if someone lent it to you. So we've got a great podcast episode coming out. Well, I think it's actually come out. It's come out at the time of recording this. You go back and listen to that one with James Church. He's the COO of the uh, Robot Mascot, which is the UK's leading um, investment readiness agency. and He gives some great tips on how to think about investment, how to deploy investment, that kind of thing. I'm not necessarily talking about taking on investment here. I'm talking about deploying your capital. A lot of people, they have some money. They have successful businesses. We work with six bigger businesses. So they have money. They're just at that overwhelmed point where they need Some help to scale or to to plan their exit and so you can invest your own money back into the business you know and if you're scared of doing that what I'm saying is plan it out as if someone had lent it to you a really good way of doing this is treat it incredibly professionally and create an investment deck so if you were going to go and ask someone for whatever it is $10,000 $100,000 whatever it is Define exactly the business plan you would use to deploy that money, because then you'll you'll find yourself tracking that money much more intuitively, and you'll be able to understand where it's going to be spent, why, and look at your returns and follow the data. And so, what you can do there is you understand you've got a strategy. What we're trying to do here is execute something. We're trying to execute something really small. It could be an iterative change where you go, you know, my service is to uh, I, I know I clean windows. I want to invest in some new areas so maybe some new brushes or some new technology i'm going to go and ask people first what i should be doing you know so ask ten of my clients how i can be better and you know nine of them might go i don't care as long as my windows clean i don't care and one of them might go well you know you have to come into my balcony to wash my my doors i wish you didn't have to do that and you could then invest in a long a long uh brush that you can access the windows on the floor that kind of thing and i guess what i'm talking about is is that the first place we can go to is is feedback. You've got to learn where to go to then be able to take that action and know which direction you're going in. So ask your customers what they want. I think one of the really cool things here is make iterative changes. So look at, you know, you need to learn the difference between the different changes you can make. Iterative, in my opinion, is the best one to go for. So make small changes and learn from how they go and then make another change. Small change, small change, small change and they will compound exactly the same as we would talk about self-development. Make that 1% change a day or, or a week, whatever your goal is. Because over time, they will compound. We've done a podcast recently on compounding. And it really is important to make those iterative changes and just to compound everything you're doing. So keep a log and just write everything down. That's one of the best pieces of advice we can give is you know, when you, you've got that worry that your strategy is wrong, just think about implementing little things now. You don't need someone to tell you what strategy to use right now. Just make little changes, tweaks, understand the data from your business, keep a log, write things down, stay positive, stay consistent. Build that mindset out and then strategy can be changed. You know, We can easily change strategies for you, whether it's on content or you know, personal brand or operational efficiency, marketing. There's so many things we can change. But if you can show that you're making a little iterative changes now, you're learning, you're really into the data, you've got that positive mindset that you're, You're learning, you know so much about your business. No one's gonna come into your business with a strategy and say, I've already looked at your business, I know exactly what you need. That's very, very rare. If you can be able to give a good overarching picture and data of your business, someone can then give you the strategy to work. And that's that's the takeaway from this. Strategy is only 25% of your business success. And if you understand your business incredibly well, you've made the changes, you understand the data, you can execute and implement things when you're told to, you will go much further than someone who refuses to take all those changes, refuses to change their, their mindset, doesn't want to learn their business, just wants someone to tell them how to do it. So I hope that was an interesting podcast. You know, I, uh, I tried to go into the reasons there of, of why you should implement, why you should make changes, why you should always, always learn about your data in the business. And then, you know, strategy is only a small part of it. And I know that you want a strategy that's gonna take your business from, you know, a million to 10 million. I know that's what everyone wants. But if, you can, if we can put that fundamental um, foundation in first, then I know that when we work together, we'll, able, we'll be able to make those changes and make that happen for you. So thank you for listening, uh, and I'll catch you on the next one.